Welcome, everybody, to the first episode of the Student Section Podcast brought to you by the Griffcast. I am Curtis Petschke. With me today is Mr. Jay Ashdown and Sir Joey Wallace. We'll be giving you guys a rundown of college football from week zero up until present day, giving you who who looks really good and who doesn't look really good in the rest of college football and what it entails. So, boys, let's ride. All right, boys, this is the first episode where we're going to be talking about college football and the Griffcast now. I'm getting hyped up. Jay, how you feeling, buddy? I'm about ready to run through a brick wall right now. Yes, and so is Clemson, Alabama. I'll tell you one person who's not looking to run through a brick wall. That's Tennessee, but we'll get to them later on. Joey, how are you doing, buddy? I'm pumped. Like, 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 like pumped pumped, you know? A different scale of pumped. Okay, yeah. I got you. I get you. All right, so college football is underway. We have already started the season. Week zero was between Florida and Miami, my team, Florida. Um, at the game, looked pretty awesome out there. Florida, very sloppy, though. There's a lot of kinks you have to work out in week zero. But overall, week zero was pretty good, though. College football's underway. Week one now. And that's where we start to see some domino pieces fall in the puzzle. First piece of the puzzle I see is Tennessee. You guys want to break down Tennessee for me? Yeah, so Tennessee is always that team that we ask, like, are they back? Kind of like Texas, but they're, they're, like, never even close to, like, getting back. Like, we're always looking forward to Tennessee, and then they go 2-10. and 10. So, losing to Georgia State, though, that's a really bad look at home. Oh, I, I completely agree. And, you know, especially for an SEC team who, you know, the SEC prides itself on being the best conference in college football and, you know, all the culture that surrounds around it. To lose to a Georgia State team and then follow it up back at home against BYU, back-to-back weeks at home is not a great look for Tennessee to start the season. I think Georgia, what was it, Georgia State, right? Yeah. They, I think they got the double win. They got $950,000 and then the win. <laughs> Which is very funny also because their head coach only makes about $500,000. So in one in one win, they've made they paid for their coach's salary and made more money on top of it for the program, which is that's a win-win for Georgia State. You know, that's gonna help with recruiting too. You go out and beat like an SEC team, like <laughs> that's big. Yeah. And then, but the problem is, though, then for BYU to follow it up with the next week right after yeah. it beating Tennessee again, which is a little bit more salt in the wound for them, I guess you could say. I wonder how much uh, BYU got paid. <laughs> <laughs> for probably a good amount of money too. Also, Jay, would you like to say something about this? I was just gonna ask, like. By their program or by Tennessee? What? <laughs> Getting paid by their program oh, yeah. or by Tennessee? <laughs> That's like paying for college and not going to class. <laughs> Those two losses right there. That's that's what it reminds me of. You know, and if, if this is the thing, also, if you look at Tennessee's schedule, you got to think the next game is against. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it probably wrong because I'm terrible with words, but Chattanooga. Is that yeah. what you say? Chattanooga. Here's the problem though with that is. This is probably Tennessee's only chance to win a game until week nine, about. If you look at Tennessee's schedule coming up, they have, it's the SEC run. And within the SEC run, they take their SEC West team they have to face against this year is Alabama. And they also have to face against Florida and Georgia. If you're looking, if you're keeping count at home, Georgia's the third ranked team in the nation right now. And Alabama's number two. And Florida's number nine, I believe. Or they bumped up to seven. So... As a Tennessee team, you're pretty much hoping you beat a team that's 
who you should... It's weird because I feel like Tennessee should just know that they're going to beat this team. But deep down, like after the week one and two, I feel like you got to be like, oh, what's going to happen now? <laughs> like, like we, be we better not blow this up again. But, you know, that's... that's. I guess the only time we'll tell next week, I guess. But we'll go to the we'll flip side now. We'll go to the, the teams that look great. Clemson. We'll start with Clemson. The number one team in the country. Why not, right? Jay, what do you want to think about this? How about Trevor Lawrence and Justin Ross and Travis Etienne? What do you think about the number one team in the country? It is scary that they have played two games already. And people are talking about Trevor Lawrence has, hasn't looked great yet. And they are just murdering them. Like, that... that they, I know the score doesn't show it, you know, 24 to 10. But if you watch the game, they just suffocated Texas A&M to death in that entire game. And tr it's only a matter of time before Trevis, Trevor Lawrence heats up. He's he's my Heisman pick for obvious reasons. So I, I think that they can repeat. Yeah, I think even with him, I mean, he's playing good, but like not what he was last year. So like even with him playing at that level, for them to be able to go in and beat the teams – it's really scary. Yeah. Really scary. <laughs> I was just saying, also, it's only week one. And, it's only week one and two right now. You know, sure, they came out for the last game. It was against A&M, a, a ranked SEC team. And, you know, it was 24-10. But if you look at it, they had a garbage time touchdown at the very end of yes. the game for A&M. So it, it pretty much was 24-3 the entire course of the game. Um, but it, look at the highlights right now for Clemson. I, the easy highlight reel is Travis Etienne yes. as a running back. He is... Him and Jonathan Taylor have to be the top two running backs. If you're talking about tier running backs right now, you could also possibly toss up DeAndre Swift up there out of Georgia. Yes. But Jonathan Taylor and ETN have put together a very, very strong campaign right now going into possibly their NFL season next year once if they're going to get drafted. but Or when they get drafted, I should say. Um, your thoughts on this? Well, it's a given that a Wisconsin running back is going to be good. Uh <laughs> They always have one of the better offensive lines. You know, that's that's a strength that they have. But Travis Etienne is a really, really big playmaker for this Clemson team. And I think he's a big X factor if they're going to go back-to-back -back or not because if you got him out there making plays like he has against, uh, you know, Georgia Tech and Texas A&M, I know that they're not teams you're going to be facing in the playoff. But if he plays like that and you got Trevor Lawrence as your quarterback, you're always going to have a chance to win. I, I think it just comes down to who's more important to their team. I think – Taylor's way more important to Wisconsin than right. ATN is to Clemson because like last year he was injured yeah. and they didn't look, they looked they were good but they weren't like where they are now you know yeah. so if I'm drafting a uh, running back I I'm, I think I'm going over Taylor more than ATN we're like ATN I would love to have ATN on my team yeah. any day but you know we're in like Clemson I think they have more more depth at that running back because they have what's his name Dixon or whatever mm -hmm. he's a good running back too we're like right. I don't know who's who's behind Taylor, but I think Taylor's way more important to that team. And, you know, we also haven't seen a large sample size yet from him for this season, of course. And, you know, look at Jonathan Taylor. He played against two teams. One was the first game was USF. But they they beat him, I think, with a combined score of like 110 to 0 in two games. So, you know, he hasn't played anybody really yet. You know, Travis Etienne plays against A&M last week. Uh, he finishes the day with 16 carries, 54 yards. Not a, not a stellar day, but and then four receptions for 52 yards, which is not bad. You know, there's but like you said, Clemson has so many weapons right now. Yeah, like his first game was against Georgia Tech. He has 12 carries for 205 yards, including a 90 yard rush. So he's 
it, it's, it's crazy, you know, to think about that as a running back. But um, it's I completely agree with you on that statement, though, Joey, saying that Jonathan Taylor means more right now, I'd say, to Wisconsin than ETN does to, to Clemson. Plus, with, with Clemson, they have all the, the, those wide receivers. They have that pass game where, like, Wisconsin, I don't even know who their starting quarterback is right now. I thought it was still Hornybrook, and apparently he's apparently not there. Right, apparently he transferred. So you know, so uh, their their pass game. I mean, it's probably gonna. They have a pass game, but it's not anywhere close to where Clemson is right now. All right, I'm gonna move on from Clemson for a little bit because we spent a good time about them. But I'm gonna jump to another team, a team that has just joined the top four in college football. Tiger. <laughs> yeah, Coach O, Cookie Monster, but Coach O. <laughs> And LSU, Jumble. led by Mr. Joe Burrow, have jumped into the top four after beating a or not a I'm sorry, beating Texas last week in Texas in Austin. What are your guys' thoughts on LSU this year? You know, if we also look at the top four, if we're gonna break down the top four, it's Clemson, Alabama, Georgia, and LSU. Three SEC teams in the top four. Um, your guys' thoughts on this? Well, I like LSU as a team. I love Coach O. In spots he can't seem to continually put together a great season like there's always going to be one slip up in there and in the sec with the teams that he faces that's not going to get them to the playoff the problem is though is that joe burrow is really really good and i like joe burrow a lot you know former ohio state buckeye shout out right there uh (laughs) shout out to the bucks he he will always give that team a chance to win some games so it's going to have to depend on their schedule coming up, but it's been pretty brutal. But that, that win against Texas was really, really important for them. I, I really like LSU this year. Um, they're always going to have a good defense because SEC teams always have good defenses. Yeah. That's just a given. But their offense this year, they I was watching the game, and one of the commentators was talking about how they hired the pass game coordinator for the Saints this year as their offense coordinator or something like that. I think it really shows because, <laughs> like, and they're all, I mean, they're always going to have a run game. I mean, they went from Leonard Fournette to Darius Geist to, who's it now? It's Fournette's brother, right? Yeah. And um, he's got like two last names, whatever his, whoever he is. But I think their offense this year, I think in years past, they've had a pass game, but they haven't had a pass game that they have now. Right. And I think that'll really, really, really help them. I think that's probably the most important the improvement. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Joe Burrow's a little better, I think. Yeah. Just to break down Joe Burrow's stats for you real quick. In his first game, he against Georgia Southern, he threw for 27 passes. Or he had 23 completions for 27. Or what's this? USC's. Oh, USC's. Yeah. As of right now, USC's athletic director has just resigned. My boy, Lynn just just retired from USC. Why? Oh my gosh. He received heavy criticism for retaining head coach Clay Helton, and today he has just resigned. Yeah, that is that is some pretty shocking news to hear out of USC. But just going back real quick to the Joe Burrow stats, uh, Georgia State or Georgia Southern. I apologize. Against Georgia Southern, Joe Burrow was 23 of 27 for 278 yards and five TDs, all of which came in the first half. And then against Texas, he bumped him up a little bit to 31 of 39 for 471 and four TDs. So against a pretty, against a highly ranked top 10 team, not bad, Joe Burrow. Not bad. I tip my cap to you. But I want to move on to a different topic now. With the SEC, we've mentioned this, how the SEC is so strong-powered, and two, three, four, all SEC teams. 
they're going to start knocking each other off. How do we see the college football playoff shaping up this year with the four teams? Jay, I'll start with you. Well, my first three that I'm going to call locks, I'd go with Clemson, Alabama, and Oklahoma simply because they have such a, such an easy schedule. Uh, so n- no real hot takes there. It's, it's very difficult to like pick the last team because you just don't know how things are going to play out with certain losses. You don't know how the committee is going to review a certain team depending on the losses. So uh, I think for my last team, just because it's from another conference, I, I'm being biased here, but I'd probably go with Ohio State just because that they're the most likely team to win the Big Ten. And with their schedule, it feels like if that team can get away with only one loss, they can actually make a run for the, the playoff. Um, I'm gonna, mine's a little shock. I'm going to go Oklahoma, obviously. Clemson, I think if LSU's offense stays this way, I think LSU wins the SEC. And then I think whoever wins the Big Ten. Now, the most important game in the Big Ten, I think. I think Michigan's overhyped, like they always are. I think uh, at the end of the season, Penn State, Ohio State. Whoever wins that game, I think, wins the Big Ten. And then whoever wins the Big Ten, I think, will grab that fourth spot. There's nobody from the Big Ten. Step up and, and win that conference. It's just not going to happen. So I'd say I'm going to go a little bit different from you guys. Uh, looking at the marquee matchups, you guys say, I think you have the LSU Alabama game that's coming up later on in the year. We also have, I think, the big a big game also is going to be the Florida Georgia game. I think yes. that's going to be a very big game. Um, but my my final four, I'm going to give it to. I'm going to say number one Clemson. Number two, I'm going to skip number two for now. I'm going to come back to them. Number three. It's going to be Oklahoma. And then number four, you know, I might be with Jay on this one. I think I'm going to go with Ohio State. I feel like you got to get that Big Ten team or Big Ten team in there. But Big 12 team, I'm going with Oklahoma. Or, I said Oklahoma. I'm going to go with Georgia at number two. I think Alabama gets knocked out. I say, I say, I'm going to say it. LSU beats Alabama. So you go to the, they go to the SEC championship game, and then you're going to have Georgia. Georgia who's going to win through. They're just going to go to the SEC championship game and win. I think that's your. I think that's your team. I think they're. I think it's tougher because they're in the East. They're the East, so I feel like it's a little bit easier for them because Alabama and LSU automatically have to play against each other. But I think that's the team that's going to go through though. Thoughts. My thoughts. I like Florida more than I like Georgia. Stop it! You're just saying that to make me happy right now. Like I feel sure. like I feel like with Felipe sure. Franks right now, I can't get myself hyped up about this because Felipe Franks is like, I feel like he receives so much hate from Florida fans. And, like, I'm one of those people that gives him a ton of hate because I just – I feel like he is very – He's like the Mitchell Trubisky to the Florida Gators. Is he not? That's a very good – I think that's a very good <laughs> – <laughs> 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 that's a perfect way of putting it. Yeah. He he can put up the performances that you're like, wow, that's really good. And then sometimes you're just like, why are you a quarterback? <laughs> like, right. But, like, he's too good not to start because he does make those plays that are going to help you win some games. But I, just, I think that the, your defense is really, really good. And I just trust Florida winning big games way more than I trust Georgia winning big games. Yeah, that's that's Florida's D is very big. You know, that's the big thing that we harp on this year. Um, we, I, it's, it's tough because I feel like the problem is also with Florida is right now. C.J. Henderson, our star corner All-American, just hurt himself the other day. And he, I don't know. I don't know if they diagnosed it yet with the injury, but he did come back to the sidelines uh, during the U.T. Martin game with a boot and. 
uh, crutches. So to see if Florida can get, because Florida has always been, Florida's always in a little bit of the conversation with LSU for who's DBU. I feel like, I feel like that's a good, I feel like LSU may have the edge a little bit, but I'm never going to say that. He's at Florida. I always think Florida's number one. Um, so Gator, the Florida Gators are DBU, but it should be, it should be interesting to see how they, how this pans out though. If Florida can upset Georgia. On the, on the DBU standpoint, how's the Tez Tabor doing in uh, the NFL? <laughs> I declined to comment at this time. <laughs> but Vernon Hargraves, who's in the NFL, he did get a pick six yesterday. So the Gators are always repping out there in the NFL. Yeah. Oh, and also Marcus May had a pick against the Bills, but it was called back for holding on one of his other players. So I'm always, I'm always representing the Gators out there. Yeah, representing the Ohio State Buckeyes. Did you see Malik Hooker's interception? Oh, that was nasty. But uh, the SEC is—I think this is probably one of the strongest. They—this is probably one of the in the recent years they've strongest. Mm -hmm. So saying that the best conference, arguably the most likely the best conference, is stronger than they were in the past. Yes. I think I think it's gonna be like you know how like the Big Ten East is stacked compared to the Big Ten West, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's the whole SEC this year. We're like. Usually in the Big Ten East, it's usually Ohio State that wins out, but Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State always get either. They always lose to each other. Where, like, SEC in the past, it's been Alabama, Georgia, and then, like, they always never really lose to anyone. Where this year, I think they could possibly lose a couple games to some of these teams. Oh, yeah. I don't think we're also showing enough love to Auburn, who's also eight in the country right now, too. And they're going to have a big say in that SEC West conference right now because they both they have to both play against Alabama last game of the year in Auburn, uh, War Eagle. And then they also got to play against LSU, too. So they also had a big win against Oregon first week against Justin Herbert. So who knows what Bo Nix can do in uh, Auburn with Gus Malzahn. I think, I think Bo Nix decides the fate of the – Auburn. <laughs> we're putting the fate in, we're putting the hands of a freshman quarterback if and Bonex. If he balls out, they're pretty scary. But if he struggles, <laughs> yeah. hot take by you saying that the pressure's all on the quarterback right now that he's going to determine where they go. I think. I mean. <laughs> I mean, he he won that game for Oregon. That and their defense, yeah, you know. Exactly. At the end, you know, at the end, yeah, he, yeah, that was a pretty end. good drive at the end, you know. It was like a classic like Tim Tebow NFL game where he sucked <laughs> the first three quarters, but he was like incredible in the fourth quarter. And they right, won. but if he sh if he shows up like when you have God game, on your side, anything is possible. <laughs> <laughs> but if he shows up like the whole game, like th that one quarter, yeah, Auburn could be very very dangerous. It could be tough. Yeah, sure. I will say, um, as good as Clemson is, their schedules. I don't, I don't know if I want to say it's weak, but like whoever wins the SEC this year is winning the title. Whatever team wins the SEC is going to be so battle tested. Nothing will phase them. I, 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 that's a that's a very good point. But you also got to think maybe in a way does that bring the SEC whoever comes out of that. You're all beat up. You're bruised. You're from playing all those tough games. Does that almost put you at a disadvantage? And granted, you're playing against all these hard teams, so you you already know what you're going to expect out of the best teams in the country. Yeah. But does that put you at advantage though? From like you look at Clemson, they're almost got a. I wouldn't say a cakewalk, like a, there's a walk-in, but they have an easier schedule, though, that makes them prepare more. They can try a bunch of different things going into it. And the SEC right now, you just want to grind out wins. Like, look, like, look at A&M. A&M, can I get a rip in the chat for A&M? You know, they got, they're playing against one, two, <laughs> they're playing against one, two, three, and four this year, as of right now. They got to play against Alabama. They, gotta play against, they already played against Clemson. They lost. 
They got to play against Georgia still, and they're also playing against LSU. So, you know, I, and I'm fans. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just not a great look. <laughs> but, like, like, SEC, when I think of the SEC, I already said it, defense. And they're getting more scared because their offense, they got some good offense. Where, like, the Big 12, all you think of is offense. And their defense right. are kind of subpar. Where, like, Alabama, not Alabama, like SEC, well, obviously Alabama's in there, but, like, the SEC, it's always defense, defense, defense. Now, the last couple of years, their offenses are scary, scary. Right. And it's like, when you like think of like the Big Ten, it's just like you're going to run on first down, second down, third down, then you're going to punt. Like, that's how basically like <laughs> yeah. the Big Ten drive skill, yeah. and it's all like defense and like running. Like, even the Big Ten's getting better offensively. Right. But it's, it's only like the, but not every the conference back. is yeah. like right. so top heavy, right. though. So that, that's what we're seeing right now. But the SEC is by far, like, the most deep conference out of all of college football. And, and even if, if you look back to the Bo Nix thing, like, if he doesn't perform this year, like, you show, he shows some flashes where, like, next year, the year after, mm-hmm. like, oh, mm, yeah. I don't even like Auburn, <laughs> you right. know? So, like, I mean, he's a true freshman, so he, he's going to get better. Like, he's going to be good at some point. It's just that it's going to be – hard for Auburn in this conference with a freshman quarterback to make it that way, but they will have another big win this year. I want to make, I just make two points real quick. Is it also funny how I feel like Gus Malzahn is always on the hot seat every year and like, <laughs> I don't know how, I don't know how he manages it from going from the hot seat and all of a sudden he'll just like win a game against Oregon and be like, ha ha ha, I'm back again. <laughs> it's like, it's like, guess he's not losing his job yet. But um, I also think I was going to say real quick about, you know, how much depth there is in the SEC and I feel like like you guys mentioned how last couple years is always like Alabama was always number one it's just like it's Alabama they're gonna whoever makes it through the SEC East you're gonna get up getting trashed by Bama I feel like in a way Clemson almost exposed Alabama in the last national championship game and it was almost a way to say wow okay Alabama's not as big as everybody else thinks they're thinks they are so I feel like that opens up a window for the SEC now to say we're just gonna go out there and just we're not gonna act like we're gonna, we're not gonna go be the bully or not get bullied. We're not gonna be the victim. We're gonna go out there and try to bully Alabama, and it's gonna be tough because Alabama's always a fierce competitor. But I think it's a bunch of teams have a bunch of chances now. I think I think when you look at like recruiting days and stuff like that, you look at like a five star athlete or whatever position, and you say they're deciding between they're deciding between um this SEC team and this SEC team, and then like throw a Big Ten team in there, and then another SEC team. It's always two or three SEC teams and then like a Big Ten team and then uh, whatever from wherever, you know, ACC, ACC whatever, but it's, a pack it, right, it's always, it's always seems to be where these big, big five-star guys are always deciding between SEC, 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 SEC. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. It really is. And the other thing that you're talking about, like with, with Alabama, I think the biggest part about that is we've seen them show weaknesses. You know, they lost to Ohio State in 2014 when we won the national championship. But they lost with, but they here's my point is they yeah. lost with Blake Sims. You're right. It's always been the quarterback positions that's held them back. Them losing last year the way that they lost with Tua as their quarterback was oh, shocking. 100%. 100%. So, like, that shows that th- there is something that's vulnerable about them, and it can be something other than the quarterback position. You ready for a hot take? Uh, Tua, by the end of the year, will not be in contention for a Heisman. Well, I agree with that. Yeah. Just, just because, like, I think that there's so many other players who are like so important to their team. Like Jonathan not Taylor's definitely going to be up there. I just not even that. Like the the talent, there's a lot of talent. Yeah. But like, I don't think he's going to have as good of a season. Like he looks good against you know, whatever. But he 
when it comes to all these SEC teams, I don't think he's going to be as good as everyone thinks he's going to be. That's a great segue. Who's your guys' Heisman's? <laughs> there, I was, gonna, I was not, just waiting to win. Not, not too off. <laughs> Who do you guys have as winning the Heisman Trophy at the end of the year? I have my pick. I'll start with you. Okay, um, man, I swear, I don't like any SEC team, but, like, because I'm, I'm all Big Ten, baby. But uh, yeah. here's under-the-radar pick, Burrow from LSU. Yeah. That's, that's, that's my pick. If he, if he keeps playing like he is, watch out. He, uh, I, I know a lot about Joe Burrow. Yeah. Uh, I think he's a very good quarterback. I'd love to have him, but I'm okay with Justin Fields. You know, yeah, just, yeah. Justin Fields yeah. can play. Uh, he's also an SEC quarterback Num- and the Big Ten. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I said it earlier. I'm gonna go with Trevor Lawrence. He's just so good. Like just watching him is just such a joy. Like I just get mesmerized just watching him and his beautiful hair, like throwing a ball <laughs> down the field. He's just he's incredible. Are you the one that said that gift with him? Yeah, I, that, that was me. That was me. Uh, I'm going to go with a guy who was in the SEC. I'm going to say Lincoln, Lincoln, Lincoln Riley does it for third straight year. And he brings in Jalen Hurts, and Jalen Hurts wins the Heisman Trophy Award. And then after that, hot take, Lincoln Riley leaves and goes to the NFL because people are going to want a quarterback coach like that. So I predict Jalen Hurts. He's already made a very good case for himself after – Week one and week two, he's showed, hey, I'm willing to go on ball out there. there. So, Jalen Hurts out of Oklahoma now is my pick. National championship quarterback also <laughs> out of Alabama for the SEC. And I, I kind of like it. You guys, you, I thought you guys were going to be like big Big Ten guys. And, like, I was going to be like this. I was going to be the SEC guy who was very biased. I know. The SEC is so powerful. I'm like, oh, this feels good. I don't have to hype the SEC up as much as I thought I had to. <laughs> Other than Jonathan Taylor. That's the only other like Justin Fields is okay, but maybe not this year. Maybe next year he'd yeah. be in that talk. But like, there's really no one like they have good teams, and I love the Big Ten. And I just don't like the SEC because you know I I just don't like good to, like they're so good for so long. Yeah. It's kind of annoying, you know. But uh, they really don't have like anyone that's like like they have good players, but they don't have that. Brian Lewis. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like what? Hot take: Brian Lewerke wins the national championship with Michigan State, and the Heisman. Watch out! Yeah, Kirk hot Cousins take. 2.0. Hot take: Brian Lewerke stinks and he can't throw a <laughs> yeah, football. Yeah. And they have some pretty decent wide receivers to throw yes, to, and like he can't hit one. Yeah, he is going to hold them back to like an eight and four <laughs> yeah, record, yeah. and he's going to be the most frustrating person. He's going to play everyone in the Big Ten East, and he's just going to suck. He's <laughs> one of those bad quarterbacks that doesn't have those flashes of greatness. Yeah, yeah. You just continually yeah, wonder yeah, why yeah. he's in the game. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Oh, are we oh, going to yeah. talk about uh, expansion? Expansion to the college football, to the college football playoff? Yeah. We could. Oh, I got Do you want to? About that. All right. Oh, okay. okay. I want to I hear I want to finish on one last thing then after we're done with talking about this then. So, go, Joey, you're up. For what? Okay, I think they should expand. Mm. Why? A, give them maybe that team that's not in the Power Five a chance, right? Maybe the eight seed, give them a chance, like UCF. Yeah. You know? Mm. And a couple years ago, <laughs> my team, Penn State, mm. won the Big Ten Championship, oh, lost to Pittsburgh that year. That re- That's really what killed them. Yeah. And Ohio State, who didn't even make it to the Big Ten Championship, yep. Made it in over them. And got blown out. And got blown out. Yep. And that was the year with Saquon, Trace McSorley, Mike Kosicki, Chris Godwin. They had this great what offense. <laughs> right, right? And they didn't make it. And I was so – because they were like – they were like, I think they were four before they actually voted, right? 
Or, there were four or five. Oh, I think you were right. They were right because they were just they were on the outside looking in, and then they beat they had beaten Ohio, Ohio State. State, and people were like, "Oh, Penn State's got to be in because of the Big Ten championship." Four. They were four, and then they won the Big Ten championship, and then they got voted out. I was so mad. Not even like by Oklahoma or something like that. They were voted out. Even like what TCU by somebody in their own conference. <laughs> right, right. TCU like the, the TCU coach said that year was like, "I thought we had to win our conference to make it," and blah, all that. Oh man, I was so mad. That's why like. Even like the SEC, the two teams that they had last year, they probably if they had eight, they could have had three teams in there. Big Ten could have had a team in there. Well, they did, right? No, who was in it last year? Oh wait, because SEC had two teams, right? But like Big Ten would have had a team in there, you know? Not a big deal. (laughs) (laughs) Two teams. But you know what I mean? Like it's not two conferences in Clemson. Yeah. That's not how it should be. That's stupid. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. The SEC had two teams in it. Was it two years ago? It was Georgia and Florida. Because, or Georgia, Alabama was the because that was the con, that was the national championship. So there was, was no, there was two. Um, last year we had Clemson, Alabama, Oklahoma. I think Ohio State was in there. Notre Dame. Notre, Notre Dame. Oh yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But even that, it, yeah, that's like obviously. other than Notre, like Notre Dame's really the best independent team. But if there were ever, no man, Army's looking pretty good. <laughs> yeah. If there was ever like another independent team that like. You know, they don't. They never play in a conference. Right. That also gives them a little chance to make it, you know. And they have st- enough bowl games to spread around. That's my little rant for you. <laughs> um, I have some thoughts on it, too. I don't need to see UCF in a college football playoff getting demolished by Alabama. I, I really don't. Uh, I think it puts your, some of your better teams at risk for injury or something like that just because you're playing some pointless game for revenue. Uh, I understand that there's going to be some contro- there was controversy before though, mm-hmm. right, when right. it was just one and two. One one so and and, and I I definitely I, I agree with you like Ohio State shouldn't have been in that year, and, and it showed they lost thirty one yeah. nothing. And you were an Ohio uh, State fan. Yeah, well, yeah, and, and and the other thing is I've been okay with not making the last two years because you can't lose to Iowa the way you did. Right. You can't lose to Purdue right. the way you did and get in just because you won your conference championship. I think it, in most cases you need to have won your conference championship. And you can only have one blemish, and it better be against a good team by a small it. margin. At yes. Least make it. Yes. They didn't even make it. You know, like Georgia and Alabama were in that conference championship both the year they both went. Yeah. Right? They were or, both in the SEC championship, right? Was that? I believe no, Georgia was in it. Georgia. Alabama was. Alabama they they weren't. Because no. They had lost to. They. Didn't wasn't that the year they lost to Ole Miss, and I think somebody else went. Was it Auburn? I I believe yeah. so. Mm-hmm. Because so, the yeah, because because then they played against Clemson. And they beat Clemson, and then Georgia beat whoever th- they were playing against. I think it was Oklahoma. Then that it was, was the national championship. Was it Oklahoma? Right? Was it Oklahoma Georgia beat that year? I think it was. Yes. Because that was one of the coolest down. Rose Bowls I've ever watched. Yes. Yeah. One of, best, one of the best Rose Bowls I've ever watched. Penn State and USC. Oh my God. Yeah. Sam Darnold lit up Penn State. My goodness, it was great. It was high scoring. Right. Awesome. And the thing is, like, you can make the point, though, that, like, I mean, if you lose to USC, like, you probably still wouldn't have done that well in the college football play. But still, you deserve to be there over Ohio State for sure. And I think the only reason that they put Ohio State in was because they gave them the benefit of the doubt. Like, oh, two years ago, you won the national championship as a 4C when we gave you the opportunity. Uh, but my, my – I don't want to expand it. But if you're going to expand it, my thought is first two get a bye, one and two. And then you expand it to six. Yes, I don't need to see UCF, and (laughs) and I don't need to see. And I'm and I'm sorry. I'm not trying to offend you here, 
but I don't like last year it had you expanded it to eight teams. I don't need to see Florida play Georgia again or play Alabama or any situation like that. If you were putting yourself in a position where you should be in the college football playoff, you're going to be in. And like if they if they I if they expanded it to eight, right? Do you think it would just be like an SEC show still? You know, it would have it was it would it would. It'd still Damn be that. So, so it'd, you would get four teams. Right. The then it kind of would be pointless to what I'm, you know? Like, the only thing that would be an advantage to doing it to a six or an eight would be you'd finally get some representation from the Pac 12. Yeah. Cause Oregon but even had then, that, you might not even get it because. Oregon the, had those couple good years, and now they're just. Right. They're okay, but they're not national. They're just right. okay. USC is just okay until they get Urban Meyer next year. Well, like, you even know, the ACC, it's 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 just kind of Clemson. Yeah, you know, it is. Like, Florida because State Florida fell Florida off. State's fallen off the map. It actually was fun. Yeah, let's talk about that for a second. How Florida State, yeah, how Florida, bad they're Florida doing. Florida State stinks. <laughs> they are bad. They, lo- they almost lost to UL Monroe because of a missed field goal, a missed extra point at the very end. I would have laughed my butt off if that would have happened because I just can't stand Florida was that the State. Game? Was that the game Florida State Oregon when is that who Florida State played when uh, when James Winston, Winston fell, back. fell backwards? Yeah, <laughs> My part of that yeah, yeah, I think that's it. This when the ref fell with him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You see him fall back and then you just yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was. That was I think that was the peak of like memes yeah. <laughs> right there. <laughs> yeah, well, James Winston college memes were the greatest yeah. thing ever. Especially with when he like stole the like, crabs or lobster yeah. or whatever. Never forget. Yeah, right. never, forget. never forget. And him like licking his fingers and Tim fucking Tim Tebow would never. <laughs> Tim he Tebow would have never. Tim uh, Tebow. The Tim go. Tebow walks into a grocery store and starts praying. <laughs> Tim Tebow. He he goes in there and starts helping like set up the groceries for them because like he knows he gets stuck because all the old women ask him to like lift happy things into their cart. He's like, oh yeah, I'll help he does you. it for I'll everybody. Too, yeah. Like, do you work here? <laughs> 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 all right, I'm gonna bring up because I'll, I'll just do my quick stance on it. Um, I don't think they should expand either. I'm pretty much I'm pretty much the same with Jay on this one. I feel like this point you guys made a point also. It'd probably become an SEC show again. Like it's just like what we don't need seven SEC teams in there and have. UCF just have one time where they go, we just want to be represented. You have UCF go in there and just get blown out by LSU. Like, that's honestly what we don't need it again. The other thing is, you're going to, at some point, you're going to get an unnecessary rematch where you might oh, have, you know, definitely. Alabama play Georgia or something like that. And it's like, well, we already saw you play each other and we saw what the result was. Why do we need to see it again? Mm-hmm. Like, the only time there should be a rematch was like what happened last year where, you know, Oklahoma loses to Texas, but then they beat him again because they faced him in their actual conference championship. That's the only time it should happen. Completely agree. All right, I want to I wanna finish on one last topic today. Um, we've been going for a pretty good time, I think. Yeah. Let's finish on this last idea. From week one, what's your guys' last takeaways? Or we're on week two already, aren't we? Yeah, two week two. Week two, what was your guys' takeaway? Who was your biggest standout? What was your biggest shock? Who was your biggest like loss? Anything you want to take away from week two. Go, Joey. Start off. Oh, I may have not been the right person to start with. Um, biggest takeaway from week two. Come back to yeah, you can come back to me. I'm gonna. Jay, you wanna go to me? Start. You go, Jay. Um, just because I'm bringing it home here. I know they didn't face great teams. Florida Atlantic's not an elite program. Neither is Cincinnati. But they're both in relatively okay conferences, and they're starting to build something up. But in those two games, I did like what I saw from Ryan Day as coach. The one thing that I thought that I was going to see from him this year that we didn't really see from Urban, I'm sure you can attest to it, is Urban will always get you prepared for the big games. But for some reason, they were always ill-prepared 
for like those really, really bad teams that you should always beat. And what we saw from Ryan Day the last two weeks was Ohio State was ready for those games, and they did what they needed to do. Now we need to see him play some bigger opponents as you know this uh, the schedule winds the rest of the season. But I like what I saw. Back to like the Urban Meyer thing, I think he's really good at pumping people up. Yeah. How do you really pump someone up for? A no name team. All right, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Like how? Yeah. How do you pump someone up to play Northern Illinois? Like, like how do you get blown out by like thirty five by Purdue? And <laughs> right. Iowa yeah. Thanks, Urban. But uh, you know what I liked this week? The Iowa quarterback looked pretty good this week. Yeah. Iowa's a sneaky team, especially because they're in the West. They really only have to beat Wisconsin to get into that Big Ten championship. That and then another Big Ten team that shocked me was Maryland. Yeah, they played. I don't even know who they played the first week and demolished them. But Syracuse, they're always kind of overrated. But they're still a Power 5 team, and they just whopped them. Absolutely whopped them. That was surprising. Maryland whopped Syracuse, yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. To go off your point, Nate Stanley's a very good quarterback. I like what I've seen. He And, and it's good for him. Uh, this is a good chance for Iowa to, to win that side of the Big Ten simply because you got a quarterback in his third season now uh, who took over after – uh, C.J. Beathard was last there, so uh, he's got some good experience under his belt. He's won some big games before. Like, if I was going to have a chance at winning the conference ever, it's going to have to be this year. Uh, I was just going to say, for my my shocker was you kind of began to talk about it, was Maryland football. Oh you know, God. for that was my that's my good takeaway. You know, starting, you know, after the controversy last year behind Maryland with the the death of one of their athletes who was dehydrated and they overworked them. And there was a lot of like, a lot of like question marks and a lot of big things that a lot of expectations around Maryland. That it was like, how are we going to change and how are you going to become different? And, you know, the first week they go out there and they beat Howard 79 zero and, you know, it's sure it's Howard, but then you go up and you play against Syracuse and you beat them 63 to 20. Like what a, what a performance by Maryland though, to come out after all the stuff that followed them last year, a new, a new idea, a new, and I use the sports uses words a lot, but a new culture, you could say, and I think that's a good way of using it for them. But uh, a big, big surprise of Maryland. So Maryland's my takeaway from the week. Maryland has quietly done a very good job at getting some really, really fast players. Like the, it's, it's a quick offense. They use a lot of skill position kind of players. You know, with quickness, they don't really care much, so much about size. So they'll just run right by you. And their their offense is really really fun to watch. So I saw like last year against Ohio State even was kind of like the start of it when they like really gave Urban some headaches. Like that was a close game. We saw some great offense from them. I, I expect it to continue. And and I think um, back to like the Iowa thing, even with Maryland too, the the Big Ten East is kind of they're having more complete offenses and stuff yes. like that. Where like the the West is still more of that old fashioned run the ball defense. Where like Wisconsin. Yeah. Even like Jonathan Taylor was gone, their offense was awful. Yeah. Iowa was that run first season. Now they're kind of expanding it a little, and I think that really gives them a big shot in the West. Even like Maryland, like right. fast players in the Big Ten. Yeah. That aren't a running back. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's that's crazy. crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. And they, Iowa started to turn it around with C.J. Beathard. Now mm-hmm. going to Nate Stanley right. is is a very very good you know five year run of quarterback right. that they've had. So it, you know I think that they're going to eventually end up winning the Big Ten West, and look, if they're going to win the Big Ten, I said it yeah. before, like, it's going to have to be this year because, you mm-hmm. know, Penn State lost Trace McSorley, Ohio State, you know, lost Urban Meyer, Dwayne Haskins. Mm-hmm. I think Michigan's a fraud team like usual, yeah. and Michigan State's got Brian Lewerke as their quarterback. Yeah. Even, like, even like 
in the NFL, C.J. Beathard put some good games. And you're yeah. like, A, when they drafted him, you're like, why are you drafting C.J. Beathard? Yeah. Because they're, they're on a run for his offense, so you're like, mm, okay. But he, he's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he, pretty, he's a good backup, yeah. yeah. He is. He's not going to be much of an NFL quarterback, but he'll be a good backup. Right, yeah. And, yeah. and that, that's a tough job to do. Right, yeah. Any other takeaways, boys? Mm. Anything else? Penn State Flamingship. Calling it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be a Penn good State year. in the shoe. Good luck. All right. Um, it's Gator Nation everywhere. It's going to be crazy in the swamp this year. Gators everywhere. <laughs> but, you know. All right. One more to say. I, I am Notre Dame. I'm a Notre Dame fan. Their offense looked absolutely awful against – Louisville. Ian Luke Book did not. <laughs> Ian Book did not look like he did last year in that yeah, game. No. I want to see how they come back against Georgia. <laughs> see what happens. Good happened. luck. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh. <laughs> it's gonna be. It's gonna be a fun week this week. Yeah. That'd be something we talk about next week because I kind of want to get into Jay. You mentioned it a little bit. The Urban Meyer topic of where do we think Urban Meyer could possibly land if he comes back? Two and locations to put into your mind: USC, Tennessee. I'm going to throw another location in there. I'm going to say Notre Dame. But we can come back to that next week and talk about it. We all know he's about that Catholic education. We can talk. No. We'll talk about that next week. Thank you guys for tuning in for this first episode of the Student Section Podcast. I'm Curtis Peschke. Jay's with me. Joey's with me. Uh, Tune in to all the other Griffcasts podcasts throughout the year when they get started. And you guys have a good one. It was fun, boys. Absolutely. See ya.